And welcome in to this week's edition of Gator Bites on the 1010XL.com podcast network, also being simulcast on the Florida Gator. 1010XL Facebook page with Denny Thompson, the hacker Ryan Green with you. As always, Gator Bites here brought to you. Today's Gator podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialists. It's Northeast Florida's premier orthopedic physicians providing an unparalleled level of care. Visit Southeast Orthopedic Specialists in Riverside, Ponte Vedra, the north side, the south side, the beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. And as always, we do thank the good folks at Southeast Orthopedic for bringing you this edition of Gator Bites. Denny, the Gators were off uh, this past week, which is probably a good thing. Got to correct some of the issues from the Miami game. Got Tennessee Martin rolling in on Saturday. I don't know how much time we will spend, although it is a battle of unbeatens. Maybe the best team in Tennessee. Yeah, maybe. That's a good point. That's a Vandy <laughs> took it on the chops. The the volunteers, good grief. Tennessee Martin did beat, I believe, a Northwestern State 42-20. to So Tennessee Martin rolling in at 1-0 on the year. But this is all about Florida this week. This is all about corrections from the Miami game. They're going to ultimately have 14 days to figure out what went wrong, try to correct those problems. Let's just start at the top. What do you hope to see Saturday night when the Gators take the field in Gainesville? It's pretty simple, execution. I just want to see them execute at a high level. And what I mean by execute, uh, let, me be, let me like drive down into that a little bit. Um, obviously, we need to see them run the ball because they had very little success against Miami. And that's something I think we've all kind of planned towards. We knew the offensive line wasn't going to be great, but, but we thought – or we think – not thought, we think that, that we've got a good running back core. So more than anything else, I want to see them be able to run the ball against a, a severely overmatched team. Um, no turnovers, like had no fumbles, things like that. Uh, in the passing game, I made the comment, and y'all got all over me, I made the comment that I went back and watched film. Well, I went back and watched more film. I actually talked to some people at Florida. Um, there were five big miscues in the passing game. Um, against Miami, and not all of them on Felipe. Mm-hmm. The the last pick, I've confirmed with multiple people there, not on Felipe. That guy's not even supposed to be there that tips the ball. He's supposed to be about six yards shallower, right? Um, so things like that, like passing game, are the routes running the right area? Are we reading, you know, man or zone in the right way? How's the RPO game looking? How are the mesh points, stuff like that? So offensively, I think that's what you want to see. Defensively, I think what you really want to see more than anything else is can they just base it up against an inferior opponent and dominate? The one thing I took away from what we saw, I guess Florida and Miami technically was what, week zero? This past week was week one. Um, It's survive in advance. Look, you talk to Tennessee. (laughs) You talk to Florida State. You talk to, obviously, Miami. You talk to a lot of the the brethren around the, the Florida Gators they would have loved to win an ugly 24-20 game. And I think that was put more into perspective this past week. Yeah, you can complain about Felipe's performance. You can complain about the running game. You can complain about the offensive line. There is a ton to complain about. And believe me, based on what we've heard on XL uh, primetime, I'm sure on the Sports Den, Gator fans have been complaining about it for the better part of a week and a half now. But it's much easier to complain, Denny, when you're 1-0 as opposed to complaining when you're 0-1. So that's at least what Gator fans need to keep into perspective. You did beat a Power 5 opponent, and now looking forward, it's Tennessee Martin. You are going to win that game. At Kentucky, eh, Kentucky struggled with a Mid-American Conference team on Saturday in Toledo. Tennessee is a dumpster fire, and then Towson. So 
it would be a downright shock to me if Florida was any worse than four and one, and they should be five and zero oh before that gauntlet starts in mid October. Yeah, you know, but I think. Um... Tell me, I, I mean, I'm a Gator fan. You're a Gator fan, right? We're fans. We're, we're in the media. But I'm an objective also... broadcast journalist, Denny. Okay. We're doing a Gator podcast. We are doing a Gator um, podcast, yes. <laughs> what I want to see more than anything is just discipline, though. Yeah. Right? You know, I mean, I don't want to go through a whole season of doing stupid crap as, as, as from a Gator football team. I don't want to go through a whole season of hitting the daggum kicker out of bounds or pass or interference on fourth and forever. Pass interference on fourth and 34, or better yet, three plays later, pass interference on third and 12. Right. Like, yeah. that's the stuff that I don't care if you're playing who you're playing. It, it You can play a bad Tennessee team, but if you let them hang around, we don't know how good Miami is. We have no idea how good. Miami may end up. Eight and two or eight and four, they may end up four and eight. We'll find Who out. The hell no. I think we'll find out a lot about Miami this Saturday. Man, we ain't gonna find North Carolina is not good. Well, they beat South Carolina. So, I've been telling you all year, South Carolina sucks. Well, I've been telling well, you that well. since jump. Like I, North, that's that's not going to be a test for Miami. If if they lose North Carolina, then they got major issues. Okay, well we'll see. Major issues, but but that's the thing for me, man. Is I just don't want to go a season of doing. Willie Taggart like stuff of of not lining up offsides and and you know hitting guys when we shouldn't hit them and and, and just you know stuff stuff along those lines. I, I that's the thing I want to see these next couple weeks is do we have any discipline whatsoever? Because if we do, everything else is there. Like everything else is there to have a really good season. If we don't, then who knows? We could lose any game in the SEC. It is Gator Bites on the 1010XL.com podcast network. Also being simulcast on the Florida Gator 1010XL Facebook page. If you want to, feel free to drop us a comment. A lot of comments last week about Denny's thoughts on Felipe Franks. Let's talk about him in particular real quick. We talked about some of the struggles, although you say it's not entirely his fault. This is a game that needs to be a confidence builder for Felipe Franks. This is a game that... Tennessee Martin's not going to have the athletes that Florida does. I want to see them establish the running game. I agree with you, play with physicality. I also want to see this Gator-wide receiving core, which you and I talked about for months, go vertical down the field. I want to see Felipe hit him in stride. I want to see them air it out a little bit, if nothing else, for more than a glorified practice to get ready for the SEC gauntlet that's on the horizon. So I think Felipe's not in any danger of losing this game because Florida just simply has better athletes. But I do think he might be able to gain some confidence. Or on the flip side, if things don't go his way against the Tennessee Martin team, could he potentially start losing some of that confidence? I don't think he has a confidence issue right now. It's true. Um, and I'm and I'm not saying that based on what I saw. Again, I'm saying that based on the conversations that I've had in the last week um, inside that program. I don't think there's a confidence issue. I don't think there's a confidence issue from Florida with Felipe. I don't think – I think what everybody's issue was from, from Felipe was he didn't play the best game, but it was more with the way he acted. Mm-hmm. He's not Danny Warfel. He's not Tim Tebow. He's not he, – he, he's – that's his personality. That's always been his personality. It's just who he is. To that point, Kirk Herbstreet on College Game yeah. Day – very critical comments Man, bump about Herb. Felipe I, Franks. I, I like Kirk Herbstreet. I do. But for whatever reason this weekend, I, I love Kirk Herb. The dude was crazy this weekend. I mean, if if you listen to the game last night with him calling that, if you, and I was at the Auburn game, but but 
I heard some of the stuff he said at the Auburn game. Like, I don't even know what he's talking about. It, are we really going to sit here and get all upset about Felipe celebrating a victory over Miami? Is that really what we're doing? No, no, no I, but, but I think, and we mentioned this last week, we're talking to Gator fans because yes. Gator fans are watching us right now. We're not talking to people inside the business. From a Gator fan perspective, if you're Trevor Lawrence and you've accomplished a lot, if you want to yell into the camera, that's one thing. Or if you're Tua or if you're Jake Fromm and you've actually done something in college football and you want to tell people in the camera about it, that's one thing. If you're Felipe Franks, who was benched in November, and maybe the only reason you got your job back is Kyle Trask broke his foot, and then you go on to win the bowl game, you beat Florida State, and you play. You bring him back from South Carolina. You did. You did. A South Carolina team, which you just said is horrible this year. Right. You brought him back from South Carolina. You beat Florida State. You beat Michigan. And now you beat Miami. I, I think I, at least the Gator fans I've talked to, and maybe the ones watching right now, feel free to drop us a line if you agree or disagree. I think not only is it what he did by yelling into the camera, but it's, hey, kid, actually accomplish something on a college football gridiron before you act like that. That's the vibe I get. Boy, y'all, I, I mean, y'all going to be hating a bunch of people. I'm not saying I agree with no, it, I know. but that's what I, I've been told. You, then y'all should be hating a bunch of people. Is it just because he's the quarterback? Because, I mean, I watch I watch games every single day. I watch games or film every day, all day. And this is happening everywhere. So, I mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's a conflict with his personality is what it is, more than anything. Because that's what it is. This is personality. I mean, it, it's no different than if our bosses came to us and said, listen, we don't want you acting this certain way. We want to make sure you don't do this. It's going to take away from whatever performance we have. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just what he is. It's who he is. So you can either not you can not like him, and that's fine. That's okay. If you don't like him, don't like him. I don't, I don't like it either, by the way. I don't. I don't like it either, but I also have been around this game enough and been around these guys enough, not just Felipe, but hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of quarterbacks that I've trained to learn that the minute you take that personality out is the minute you have a worse quarterback. Secondly, he's he's motivated by having to prove something. He's motivated by the fact that he was benched last year. In his mind, that's not a negative. That's a positive. Look, I was benched, and now I'm the starter. I'm still standing that's a good thing for me. We're still winning football games. We haven't lost a game since I was benched. That's his motivation factor. If you're a Gator fan, let him be motivated by whatever he wants to be motivated. If he loses, get all over him. If six weeks from now they're 6-0, and what does it matter? That's a good point. Yeah, and, you're, and at that point, yeah. But, again, it's not like Felipe was going out there throwing for 412 yards, five touchdowns, and no picks. Then that's the part that I meant of everybody wants him to be Warful and Tebow with these crazy stats, it's just not – look at Mullen's offenses. Yeah. It's never been that way. Today's Gator Bite podcast is brought to you by the one and only Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, guys. They're Northeast Florida's premier orthopedic physicians. Listen for Dr. Kevin Murphy, the good doctor. Kevin Murphy on Thursday mornings here on 1010XL and under the Friday Night Lights with Denny and I. It's Southeast Orthopedic Specialists. They're located in Riverside, Northside, Southside, the beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. It's Tennessee Martin. That's who it is. Um, okay, can I, can I? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll okay. get to the comments in a moment, but I, I did want to address one thing. Yep. You got Tennessee Martin this week. You got Towson in about three weeks. Two awful, awful home yeah, games. Yeah. From a fan perspective, two terrible <laughs> home is. games. We've talked about it a lot. I don't mind one of these. I certainly do mind two of these 
in a four-week span. If you're the Gator coaching staff, and for people that don't know, Denny's been a head coach in the high school ranks. Denny's been a coordinator in the high school ranks. Denny's got six points quarterback uh, training where he trains quarterbacks locally, regionally, nationally. You were in Dallas Mm -hmm. watching Joey Gatewood at Auburn over the weekend. I mean, this is what you do. You coach up football players. Put yourself in Dan Mullen's position. Put yourself in Todd Grantham's position. You're going to beat Tennessee Martin. Mm -hmm. We think. Georgia State was not supposed to beat Tennessee, but come on. You're going to beat Tennessee Martin. If you're a coach... What's the message to your players going into a game like this on Saturday? Man, tough practices. You know, you got you got to keep your your foot on the pedal here um, because you do have Tennessee the next week, but but you just came off a bye week. That's the that's the thing that really stinks is you just came off a bye week and now you've got you know a JV game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the tough thing. And and you know what? I was you, I was in disagreement with you on this for the longest time until this past weekend, and now just I get what you're saying. Because I'm sitting there at the Auburn-Oregon game, and what an atmosphere. What an amazing atmosphere. Ton of thoughts on the game. That's not for a Gator podcast, but what an amazing atmosphere. I'm going to Notre Dame-Georgia in two weeks. Nice. What an amazing atmosphere. And, like, we're – we got Towson. Towson. They're rolling into Gainesville. It is a little frustrating, it, it, especially as a fan, as we want to see kind of where we stand. But from a coaching standpoint, you just have to put your foot on the gas. You have to be – Extra tough on the guys, right? You can't let them – because what they have to understand, it's not about this game. It's about getting a little bit better every day for the long run. And a lot of times, you know, at that age, hell, at my age, we can be – we can we can look at the short term. I don't need to be better, right? I don't need to be better for Friday. Yeah, but you need to be better for four weeks from now, and the only way to get better four weeks from now is to work on your crap today, mm-hmm. right? And so that's the tough thing as a coach, and it's it's really tough to motivate 19, 20, 21-year-old guys for something that's three, four, five weeks out. You saw Auburn in person. Yep. You saw LSU just obliterate Georgia Southern. Yep. Georgia had no problem with Vanderbilt. We saw what Alabama did to Duke. Is that about where Florida is? Are they in the four, five, six range in the conference after week one? I think Texas A&M is very good. Uh, They're running into Clemson this week. We'll talk about that game in just a moment. But is Florida right around the five six mark when you would think about the power rankings right now? Um, yeah, I'd have a hard time putting them behind Auburn right now. Auburn's got you have a hard time putting them behind Auburn. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Auburn's probably got the not probably they're better on the front lines. They're much better uh, at, at offensive and defensive lines. But Gus Malzahn is such a bad coach. <laughs> I've never been an Auburn fan. Yeah. Right, so I've never really paid attention to them. This is the first time that I had a vested interest, and I went to the game, and and oh my gosh, he's terrible. Yeah. I, I and I didn't talk to a single Auburn fan that liked the guy. And before the game, I, I was sitting there going, "That's weird." And then in the third quarter, I'm going, "Oh my gosh, I get it." I, it's I, he's they'll lose four or five games this year because of him. Not not they're as talented as anybody in the league. About to say they just knocked off a what top twelve team in the country. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Because if did you watch the whole game? I did. I did. That was a weird game. <laughs> that was a really weird. game. Every bounce went Auburn's way. Yeah. You know, it was it was just a really weird game that you felt like, man, Auburn really won this. At the end, I was like, Auburn really – and and Oregon just got off of what they were doing for whatever reason. That quarterback's legit. I know you had some comments you wanted to comment on real quick. Tennessee goes down. Missouri goes down. South Carolina goes down. 
Ole Miss goes who, down. Who did Missouri go down to? Wyoming. Oh, gosh, I didn't realize It that. was a bad week, particularly for the SEC East. But then you now, had, Ole, Miss, Ole Miss got beat by a better team. Yeah, Memphis, Memphis is, is, is good. But it's one week, all right? So you hate to overreact, but it's all we have to go on. Is the SEC, at least the middle to bottom tier, in for a bad year yeah. in 2019? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, every – I think every conference is middle to bottom tier in for a bad well, yeah, but, year, right? But, but normally when you say middle to bottom tier of the SEC, you're still talking about an eight-win Ole Miss team or a seven-win Tennessee team. Tennessee's not going to a bowl game. Uh, South Carolina, now they lost Jake Bentley. They may be in a lot of trouble. Missouri just lost to they Wyoming. May they may be better, actually. But, in South Carolina? Yeah. You're just not a Jake Bentley guy? I used to be. He just hasn't improved. He hasn't developed. I mean, the, the, the division the Gators play in – Lost to Georgia State, lost to Wyoming, yeah, and lost bad. to North Carolina it's on bad. Saturday. The it's SEC bad. East may be one of the worst divisions in Power Five football. It, it's bad. It's bad, and we kind of thought it was improving because yeah. it's been bad for a while. But we kind of thought it was improving. Um, and I, you know me, I know Jeremy Pruitt. I like Jeremy as a person, but that may have been that's if he doesn't do something special in these next five, six, seven weeks. Two years enough? Man, you can't lose to Georgia State they were, at home. They were a two-win team. You can't do that. We'll obviously talk a lot more about Tennessee yeah. next week, but it is not a good start. By the way, Tennessee's got BYU rolling in. Could the Vols really be 0-2 coming uh, to Gainesville in a couple weeks? We'll see what ultimately happens. All right, comments about Florida and yeah, things you have said just, earlier. Just real quick, um, Luann says, I don't, I don't see this happening everywhere, talking about the way Felipe was acting. Um, the who it is stuff is ludicrous. Is it? Is, is it because? I mean, I do see it. I'm not saying at the quarterback position, but you, Luann, you see it. You, you you see every receiver and every DB, and like it's just that quarterback position. You're expecting a different kind of style of leadership. And Luann, all I'm telling you is, I train enough of these guys to know that you are right. Ninety percent of the time, they are built differently. They're built to be calm. They're built to be a certain type of leader. And then there's the other ten percent that. Some are great. Some are some. It doesn't pan out. They need to act that way. They need that level of 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 intensity in their life. See, you know, Johnny Manziel. See, and I'm not calling him Johnny Manziel in the field. He's not. He's nowhere near Johnny Manziel. Cam had a lot of it, mm-hmm. right? There's just certain guys that that's just the way they get ready for a game. Um, so I, I mean, I'm not taking up for it. Like I said, Luann, I don't like it either, and I don't teach it. But I understand it. Uh, who's, is, I can't read who that is. It says, Felipe is our quarterback. Gator fan base got to get used to it. I mean. Well, look. I mean, the guy won the game. All right? And we'll see what he does moving forward. Again, no one I've talked to is unhappy that Felipe led them to a victory on, what, I guess nine, ten days ago against Miami. That's all fine and well. They just didn't like the camera uh, and what he did and then, you know, all the cockiness. And then when Herb Street – said what he said, and if you missed what Kirk Herbstreet said, I'm going to paraphrase here, he basically challenged Felipe as being a leader, saying Florida's not going to really go anywhere until Felipe starts changing the way that he leads this team. What, what, what does that have to do with leadership? Well, it was a very – I mean, I, to be honest, I was very surprised at how critical in the tone that Herbstreet was when he was talking about Felipe. Okay, Franks. so Kirk Herbstreet, I don't know, it, but I've been to multiple practices at Florida. Let me assure you guys, he does not act like that at Florida, and his best attribute as a quarterback is his leadership. 
It's far and away his best. I've been to the practices. I've seen how people have responded. I see how he directs the team in practice. I see how his offensive line responds to him. Like, Kirk, go to a practice before you say something like that. Yeah. That's the thing is you're casting this huge shadow on this kid over something that you saw happen in a 10-minute frame. And to be fair, Herb Street's got, um, got the job where he can do that. A lot of other Gator fans aren't going to those practices no. either. But there's echoing the same thing. Yes, yes. It's it's. I get They're it. not concerned about it. Yes. Let me put it that They're way. Not concerned They're not concerned it. about it. All right, now, now real quick, again, thank you to Southeast Orthopedic Specialists for bringing you today's Gator Bites podcast. Uh, you can go check them out all over the city of Jacksonville, Riverside, Ponte Vedra, Northside, Southside, Beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. Guys, Southeast Orthopedic Specialists is Northeast Florida's premier orthopedic physicians. They provide unparalleled level of care. Again, you can visit them at all their various locations, and you can go check them out on the web, Southeast Orthopedic Specialists. They're online, seortho.com. As we begin to wrap things up, Florida, Tennessee, Martin, Gators win by, I'll be conservative and say five touchdowns. That's what I was going to say. I was yeah. going to say 35. I'll yeah. say 42 to 10. You know, something around yeah, there. No, 45 to right. Yeah. All right. So, a couple of big games involving SEC teams. Let's do about 30 seconds on each. Does A&M have a shot going into Clemson on Saturday? A&M darn near beat them in, in College Station last year. No, I don't think they do. I, I think um... – I think A and M is the most overrated team. Oh, in the SEC. Wow. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't think they have a chance going into Clemson. Now, if it's at A and M, and that's a hell of an environment at A and M, you know, maybe it's a two score game. Um, but you know, I think this is a three score game. Yeah, you know, I, I just don't think they have a chance. Do you? you go, uh, no, I don't. I think Clemson wins the game, but I think. It's interesting midway through the third quarter. Do you? I yeah. think Clemson wins the game. I think, by that, two I think that running back for Clemson is something special. Oh, I think ETN? Yeah, I, I think he's as good as we've seen in a while. Talked to him during the recruiting process. He was an LSU guy for a while. Is that right? He, he's from Louisiana. He had verbal to LSU, and I think that was the Les Miles situation. Wow. Les Miles leaves. Orgeron comes in. I don't think he liked that. And he's off to Clemson, and he may win a Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what the interesting thing. Trevor Lawrence, we talk about the best quarterback in the country. I'm not sure Travis Etienne isn't the best running back in the country. Real quick, LSU goes to Austin to play Texas. That's the game, right? That's the game. I mean, this is the game for Texas. Is You beat Georgia in the bowl game, but nobody really gave you credit for it. Right. Like If you really want to say, hey, we've arrived because I was just in Dallas, so all I heard was Texas, 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 Texas. I mean, you're going to have to show me, and this is your chance. This is your chance to show the world, okay, Tom Herman and Texas have arrived. And I think Tom Herman is is a top five play caller um, in college football. He, he is an amazing guy. Urban Meyer tree, you know, same thing as Dan Bolin. Like, it's, he, he is a really good football coach. Um, and I think LSU may, may be Alabama's biggest challenger. LSU, yeah. It I may mean, not be Georgia. It may be LSU. It's going to be a whale of a game, unfortunately. It starts at the same exact time as Florida and Tennessee Martin. Oh, well, I'm, I mean. Yeah, maybe if you're not going to the game, go back and forth, or at least set the DVR if you're going to Gainesville. Stream it. Yeah, stream it. Texas and LSU should be a good one there in Austin. That is Denny Thompson. You catch him nightly on the Sports Den on 1010XL and 92.5 FM Radio in Jacksonville. I'm the hacker Ryan Green. You get me on XL Primetime, noon to 3, again, on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Denny, have a great week. Next week, 
It's all about um, the SEC opener and reviewing which should be just a fascinating game between <laughs> Florida and Tennessee Martin. Without the hurricane hanging overhead. Yes. Everybody stay safe. Stay safe. That's exactly right. Talk to you next week on Gator Bites. Again, thank you to Southeast Orthopedic Specialist for bringing this edition on the 1010XL.com podcast network and on the Florida Gator 1010XL Facebook page.